When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out ZoomCalls.com. That's ZoomCalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Oh, I don't know if you watched any of that yesterday, saw any of the highlights of the impeachment hearings with the academics, the intellectual elites telling us, telling us shockingly, this may shock you to no end, but that what President Trump has done is worthy of impeachment. Constitutionally, I'm sure just like Nancy Pelosi, these folks were just totally distraught and just uh, couldn't hardly bring themselves to admit that before the panel yesterday. And we'll talk about that. Got some sound bites um, to share with you about that as well. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me with your thoughts, questions, opinions. It could be I, – I get lots of different types of questions and so forth, and I welcome those, and I'll respond as quickly as I can. Please be a little patient with me as we are kind of – I guess you could say busting at the seams here with some things that are that are happening, and we're about to expand, of course, to the second hour, which, by the way, brings me to the point of saying that today is the last day. Today is the last day of our campaign to kickstart hour two, the last day that you can get – uh, well, participate in the campaign and get these deeply discounted uh, prices for memberships to the conservative, not bitter party that give you access to to bonus content and other other things that we have, other goodies and so forth. Uh, you can find out more about that by visiting our website, toddhuffshow.com slash kickstart. I will tell you that we're just shy, just shy of $39,000 
uh, during this campaign. And thank you. I, you know, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by, um, you know, just the, the people and I'm humbled by you, the people in this audience. Um, you know, I, I get the opportunity to hear from some of you, some of you, uh, sign up for these, these memberships. Uh, some of you I've run into and I speak with on occasion, uh, hear from some of you on the Huff hotline, which that's always something you can call in and share thoughts on as well. 317-455-5250. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I think that, um, you know, for all the people that have this level of, I don't know, hatred, maybe at least a level of dislike for conservative people. I just think, what on earth are they looking at? These are not the, the way that conservative people are described. My personal friends, those that I've gotten to know through doing this show, those of you in this audience, it's not. It's not the description. That's not the uh, an accurate portrayal of who conservatives I know are. Right? I mean, these the the I don't know the the, the common accusations that are made that are levied towards constitutionally conservative people and they're predictable you know what they are Uh, and i'm not saying that there's not one person like that but it's just not it's not an accurate depiction you know normally normally when people stereotype what you do is uh, it's kind of like a marketing for example you've got you know marketing agencies and firms they, they they kind of focus on who who's your target customer what do they look like and sometimes they name this person they call it one of your your avatars, one of your <clears throat> niches, one of your I don't know, just one of your targets, right? One of your groups of people. So we've got maybe a, maybe a, a married woman who's forty five. Maybe there's a a millennial who's twenty three. Maybe there's uh, a sixty two year old grandfather who's recently retired, right? And the, and they they stereotype for the purposes of you know, knowing how to communicate with, knowing how to connect with, knowing how to get their message in front of people and get that message accepted to where folks want to hear more about it or, you know, connect with I don't know, all these things with, with marketing and communication, right? But you, 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 you group people together with the, the, the understanding that we're going to talk to the, you know, the, the common traits of a group, right? What those commonalities are. And so then from there, people say, well, you shouldn't stereotype because all people are individuals. Of course, we understand that as well. People are, of course, individuals. Conservatives understand that probably better than anyone. But the idea is stereotypes kind of group the common traits of the larger audience, the larger customer base of a company or whatever. And then you – from there, you break off and you – uh, you know, look at people individually when they interact with your company or business or what have you. But the stereotype for the conservative is exactly the opposite. It's not that they find a common trait in conservatives that say is racist. They might find a racist conservative person, right? A fringe person on the like outlying. He, he's on. The, he's on the. He's just on the fringe. And then they want to then apply that to the rest of the group. It's actually kind of the reverse effect of stereotyping. And that's what they've done to conservatives. And they've kind of, at least in their own little circles, have effectively branded people's. And I just want to point out by saying that that is not, those are not the people that I know. Those are not the people that I hear from in this audience. 
I think conservatives in the heartland, conservatives around this country are the are what make this country work. They are the salt of the earth, if you will. And so that's not the way, as we segue into this this debacle uh, happening before our eyes in this impeachment proceeding and so forth. Pause and say that thank you for those that have helped with the campaign to kickstart hour two. Thank you for those of you who are um, you know, considering that still. Today's the last day uh, of the campaign, so you can find out more by going to toddupshow.com slash kickstart. And again, we're just shy of 39. I think it's 38, 938 is where we are today. So thank you very much. That's going to help uh, help us in the process of expanding this program, uh, doing some things that are going to make this program even even better, reach more people, and I thank you for for doing that. So with that in mind, with the conservative uh, the misrepresentation, right, the misrepresentation of who conservatives are in mind, with that idea now in, in your mind, I want to kind of shift gears, and I want to talk about this impeachment hearing yesterday because the people – that took play, that, that that sat down yesterday. Three of them, anyway. Three of them were, of course, liberals, right? They were requested to sit before the panel, the committee yesterday, and explain objectively, of course, because the committee is wringing its hands. Jerry Nadler. We're supposed to believe Jerry Nadler is really just. I just don't know. I don't know if we want to. If this if this is impeachable, let's bring in the experts. Let's bring in some legal scholars. Let's let's bring in some law school professors who, of course, of course, are unbiased, who, of course, have no animosity towards President Trump, who, of course, uh, are just objective, right? Objective, just down-to-earth people. These are people who probably, like Nancy Pelosi, are wringing their hands, just totally, totally saddened, oh, just so saddened by the prospect of having to even discuss this it's a sad sad day for our country all that kind of stuff that's probably that's what they want you to think these folks are and we've got some sound bites here uh, to demonstrate that at least one of them does not fall into that category shockingly enough also shockingly enough shockingly enough three of the four witnesses the professors the academics sitting before that committee yesterday Agreed in saying that President Trump's actions are, of course, impeachable. Who could see this coming, by the way? Who could have seen this coming? The three liberal professors, professors, law school professors, sitting before the committee telling us that, in fact, President Trump is worthy of impeachment. And so, with that in mind, I want to share this particular clip. This has gotten some... Uh, attention, let's say, over the past, I don't know, 12 hours or 16, 18 hours, whatever it is now. Testimony yesterday from Pamela, uh, Pamela Carlin. She is a Stanford law professor and appellate attorney talking before the committee, of course, trying to figure out, help them figure out if President Trump and his actions in helping Ukraine, or excuse me, enlisting the help of Ukraine for personal political favors in investigating his political rivals warrants impeachment. And I want you to listen to this. There's actually two parts of this exchange. So uh, this is, I think, I'm pulling from C-SPAN here. The first part of the exchange is the initial exchange, and then there's a little bit of a break 
and there's an apology. She issues a, an apology, which, by the way, uh, I don't think qualifies as an apology. But nonetheless, nonetheless, that's what this is broken into. So it's it's merged together. There's two clips. One of her making what she thinks is maybe the funniest joke she's she's ever told, and the other is an apology for issuing said joke uh, and bringing in the son of the president, the youngest son of the president of the United States, Baron Trump. So let's listen to this uh, soundbite from Pamela Carlin sitting before the House Judiciary Committee yesterday, Stanford law professor and appellate attorney. Here you go. Give you one example that shows you the difference between him and a king, which is the Constitution says there can be no titles of nobility. So while the president can name his son Baron, he can't make him a Baron. Thank you. The founding. I think that's correct. And if I can just say one thing. Um, I want to apologize for uh, what I said earlier about the president's son. It was wrong of me to do that. I wish the president would apologize, obviously, for the things that he's done that's wrong. But I do regret having said that. Thank you, Professor. No, there you go. There you go. So basically, now, for, you know, you might be wondering why is she talking about the president issuing titles of nobility? She's trying to articulate. And these folks think that they're so witty. They're so smart. They're so just, ah, just, I mean, really, the rest of us should be taking notes. We should be taking notes on the brilliance and the wit of these professors. Because, as she says, as an example, President Trump cannot issue accept titles of nobility and to illustrate my point he can name his son a baron but he can't make him a baron or some such things or some such thing right so he can't make baron a baron as though that's part of this i mean i'm sure someone thinks that's part of the impeachment process but what the heck does trump's 13 year old son have to do with this number one and number two, what's this have to do with impeachment? It, the idea that she thought this up on the stand, I'm telling you, she practiced this. She rehearsed this. She probably was in contact with, I don't know, someone from the Democrat Party on messaging, on maybe some one-liners, and she thought this was a, a very good joke. In fact, you could hear kind of a little bit of a tepid, nervous laughter in the background, <laughs> probably by the other professors up there. Some witty joke. Then she comes back and apologizes. Kind of. She regrets. Oh, I regret it. I regret it so much. I just regret that I did. But I wish the president would apologize. That's really why I'm here today. Oh, I can't keep. I can't sleep at night. I can't deal with the concept of President Trump not apologizing to the American people. What he did is, of course, worthy of impeachment. What I said was inappropriate. I regret it, but this president needs to apologize. He should follow my example, my lead. What I'm doing here today in front of this committee, swallowing my pride, is such an act of humility. It's so worthy of your respect and your applause. It's another indication of my brilliance, and it illustrates what's different between me and that loathsome idiot President Trump. That's basically what she's saying. Anyway, I got to take a time out. I can't take much more of this stuff. These self-righteous, ultra-leftist, arrogant, pretentious individuals. And of course they were going to say he's worthy of impeachment. I mean, some, some act as though they were sitting there with bated breath. Will they say it? 
I mean, Democrats are going to bring them up there if they're not going to say it. The Democrats have doubled down on this, maybe tripled down at this point. I've got to take a break. Got to take a break. Uh, take a break. More on this when we return. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. Welcome back. These these professors, these leftists, they <laughs> I, I just as I just think about this whole thing, I think about walking up there, taking that stand at the microphone, sitting there all somber, and of course breaking out your your one-liners that includes that involves the 13-year-old son of the president who has nothing to do with this. By the way, not even your example has anything to do with this, but that doesn't matter because it makes headlines. It probably gets explained by liberal commentators like Rachel Maddow, uh, like Don Lemon, who, of course, is unbiased. He's even, in fact, been accused. He's been accused of being a conservative. Do you know that? That's what he said not too long ago. In fact, we talked about that. I tuned in a little bit earlier. It must have been this week. I watched that little exchange between programs between Don Lemon and tough guy Chris Cuomo, and they were going back and forth. And then I watched the beginning of Don Lemon's program, minutes of my life that I will not get back. But nonetheless, I was watching the program for, I don't know, five minutes. And I looked at my wife and I said, what in the world would make, let's just assume, and I'm not saying that someone has actually accused Don Lemon of being conservative, but let's just for the sake of argument, take that example. After listening to his report, after watching him it's just the peculiar things he does on camera. The awkward pauses reminds me of a Seinfeld. He's all awkward pauses. This guy, Don Lemon, up there in front of the cameras, listening to him break stuff down, analyze it, of course, in a very objective way. There's obviously no animosity <clears throat> for President Trump. <laughs> I mean, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable how these people, uh, how some of these people behave. It really is. I mean, they they don't like President Trump. They can't understand someone who voted for President Trump. They have no interest in understanding the person who voted for President Trump. They just want to make sure that Trump is defeated, that Trump is hopefully removed from power, that Trump at least doesn't win re-election. They don't care about anything else. And then they tell us that they're objective like this 
I think there's a law professor up there yesterday, one of the, the four. Now, one of them, one of them was actually called by the Republicans. He, of course, had some questions and hesitations about the whole impeachment process, but that, of course, is partisan, right? That's that's partisan. That's somebody who's trying to defend the president. The rest of these folks are as pure as the wind-driven snow. These folks have, you know, there's nothing inappropriate. There's nothing wrong uh, with their approach because they're objective, because they're, of course, liberals. They're academics. They're smarter than the rest of the world, all that stuff. And so she's up there, uh, you know, just um, objectively analyzing. But the question is, is she really objective? Of course, from her, already from the comment that we heard, her little one-liner joke, you can tell that she's not objective. It's clear that she's not objective. It's clear that she doesn't really care much for, think much about, like anything about President Donald J. Trump. And to further, well, shoot, to further that notion, to further that that argument, I guess, there's um, this other, I guess, development, this leaked video that shows Pamela Carlin, this, this witness yesterday, who was speaking on a panel before um, a group of, what's the, the National Convention. This was the American, let me make sure I get this right, I think it's the American uh, Constitution Society back in 2017. So she was invited to speak before the American Constitution Society, or to be a panelist, I should say, some, some time ago. And so she's up on the platform, and she is I'm trying to pull the sound bite. It's not pulling the right one, but she's up there, and she was recant, uh, re- recounting a story where she was in Washington, D.C., and she uh, got off the bus at L'Enfant Plaza and was walking down the street in Washington, D.C., and up ahead was the old post office, the old post office on Pennsylvania Avenue, just maybe a half a mile or so from the uh, from the uh, White House, just down the street of the current Trump uh, residence. And she noticed, of course she knew this, but she looks up and she sees the name Trump on the building. And so she says, I crossed, I couldn't walk past the building on the same side of the street. I actually crossed the street as I passed Trump International Hotel, which is what the old post office is. By the way, where we stayed uh, I don't know, six weeks ago. In fact, I've still got I've still got my Trump slippers that they gave out to those who stayed in the hotel. And I tell you, and then and then one of the panelists said, Did you stay there? She said, Oh, oh heavens no, or some such thing. I didn't know. Oh, I can't associate with that that building. I'll say this. I'll say this that after staying in that that hotel, it was the single most impressive uh, stay I've ever had. And I, I am saying this not not based upon any political ideology, not based upon the name on the outside of the building. I'm just talking about the experience. I'm talking about how nice the place was. I'm talking about how the staff interacted with people, how they took care of people in to the degree I, I, in ways I had never experienced personally uh, before, right? I don't normally stay at places uh, places like this. 
we we kind of stay uh you know the more economical side but this was this was um a gift and we stayed my son and I stayed and it was the the most the nicest place I've ever stayed without any question and it had nothing to do well it had something to do with the name on the building it's because the organization is run incredibly well it's run incredibly well now you're you're of course hearing reports in the news that everything Trump touches falls apart I'm telling you right now based upon the service based upon the the quality of that stay absolutely impeccable it was it's remarkable remarkable my son somehow turned into a rock star in fact uh oliver oliver one of the doormen had basically gotten all the other doormen uh, to know about my son logan and every time logan would walk up they would basically say logan logan man what's going on i heard about you you know where you been today that kind of stuff and that's that is just part of you know the experience of something run like this. I mean, in an over the top, not and and genuine. They they were having fun with it. These guys were great. Oliver was was fantastic. I loved I loved Oliver. But this is the idea that she had to cross the street. She had to cross the street. This unbiased professor yesterday, who was oh so distraught about having to tell the committee. She had to tell the committee that President Trump deserved impeachment from strict constitutional interpretation, right? The same people that can't find the right to keep and bear arms in the Constitution find in it, find in it the right to an abortion and not only that, the right to impeach President Trump, not just the right, the, the, the duty to impeach President Trump. That's in the text, folks. And she, she just, uh, you know, she was hating to tell the committee that. That's what we're supposed to believe. It's like Nancy Pelosi has been wringing her hands about this. Forced, She's forced to impeach President Trump. She's forced to do it. Later we find out the lady that's testifying can't even walk down the street past the Trump International Hotel. You know, by the way, and I got to take a break here, but I found out when we stayed there at that hotel, you, you can only enter the – you cannot enter the hotel through two, uh, two of the three um, entrances – Right there's an entrance over on the side of the Reagan Building, which would I guess be the, I want to say the northeast side of the building. Then the southeast side of the building is is kind of where uh, Pennsylvania Avenue runs. That's the that is what appears to be the main entrance. What should be the main entrance, but it's closed. You can't get in that door. In fact, you've got to turn down a small little side street to get into the building uh, on the side of the building, which I believe would be the southwest. The southwest side, the 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 northwest side is uh, there's a, a, a I think a Starbucks back there, and that's you enter through there to to go under the entire building and then go up the tower, which is a remarkable view of Washington D.C., which we did. But there's three entrances. You can't get in two of them. You know why? I asked. I said, you know, it's kind of peculiar. I thought I could come in through this main entrance. What's what's the reason for that? And I actually had a park service. Someone that worked for the National Park Service, who that's who uh, takes people up in the tower, she said the reason those are closed are because of protesters. Because of protesters, you can't go in the main build the, the main entrance because they're afraid of protesters. And yet Trump is the problem, folks. Trump is the problem. This lady can't even walk down the sidewalk. She can't walk down the sidewalk, but she can be objective, 
She can't walk down the sidewalk past Trump's building. She's got to cross the street, probably turn her back to it, probably do a little side shuffle. Reminds me of Joe Biden challenging Ben, uh, excuse me, not Ben, uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders to a push-up contest or Trump and all that kind of stuff in this presidential race. But she's over there doing side shovels with her back to the Trump International Hotel because she can't stomach it. And she's an objective witness. Anyway, they don't care about that. They have one objective on their mind, and that's not objectivity. That is the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I've got to take a break. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So not only not only do we have these shenanigans from yesterday, uh, the make-believe unbiased professors sitting before the House Judiciary Committee coming in very, very somber and saddened to have to tell the committee that President Trump's actions are worthy of impeachment. It's very objective individuals, as we've already stated. In fact, I saw one clip yesterday when one of the congressmen, Republicans, said, raise your hand. Who here voted for Donald Trump in 2016? Of course, no one did. And of course, on one level, the idea of having to disclose your your vote uh, is is not really an American concept. But the point should still be made accurate, which is none of these folks, with the exception of maybe Turley, Jonathan Turley, who was called by Republicans, who um, is at least a fair-minded individual, not blinded by his partisanship, in my estimation. And I would say the same thing about Alan Dershowitz, who, by the way, is a leftist. But he's at least fair-minded about this. He doesn't have good things to say about this process either. But they want you to believe these folks came in totally objective. The only one that wasn't objective is, of course, the one who is objective, Jonathan Turley. And they want you to believe that they came in reluctantly, with so much reluctance, to tell that committee that President Trump needs to be impeached. Of course, Nadler, probably saddened by this. There might have been tears. I didn't see any tears, but if someone thought that it was a good shot on camera, like Bill Clinton at a, at a funeral, to, to cry on demand, it wouldn't have surprised me to see that, to see uh, anything. This is, this is a production. This is a, this is a show. This should not be looked at 
as a legitimate proceeding, constitutional proceeding. This should be looked at and viewed as a production, as a play, as a movie. That's what this is. This is they have a script. In fact, in fact, rumor has it, according to reports, if you want to believe anonymous sources and liberal news outlets, that Nancy Pelosi had a meeting with Democrats yesterday and basically said, Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to move on impeachment? And from what they tell us, the, I don't want to say unanimous message, but the overwhelming message is yes. And of course, the message is yes, but oh, oh, we're just, we can't even bring ourselves to have to admit this, that we actually have to answer this question in 2019 in the United States of America because we have a president who stole the election from Hillary using Vladimir Putin and Facebook and Pokemon Go ads to trick voters into voting for uh, well, Trump did this, voting for him instead of her. Now we've got Trump trying to repeat it again with Ukraine with some complicated, convoluted explanation as to what was going on. In fact, yesterday, one of the witnesses even used the word inference. There's no direct evidence. You have to infer. This, come, this comes down to these very partisan individuals who hate President Trump telling us what we should infer. That's it. That's what that's that's the evidence, folks. Of course, in their mind, Donald Trump is the spawn of Satan, and so he's he can't be capable of anything other than you know manipulation, scheme. Now that's another word they're using. The scheme. That's a word you use when there's a lot of stuff you want people to believe, but you just want it again, just like collusion, scheme, collusion. Again, reminds me of a Seinfeld. These things, I mean, Seinfeld comes to life, especially when Democrats are in, are in control. Some of these crazy things that, that happen. But it's not just that part of the sideshow. There's another part of the sideshow I want to share with you, but I don't have time yet. I remember yesterday we talked a little bit about identity politics, right? And that's, that's a theme, something that comes up on a regular basis on this program because it comes up on a near constant basis from the liberal ultra-leftists and the media, right? Everything has to do with one's identity. That's, that's of course, how we, uh, we're, we're all political, I don't know, theory is, is rooted, is in your, what, whatever your race, gender, ethnicity is, that's, uh, you know, there's like a checklist. If you check off these two with this answer, then you're a Democrat. If you check off this one with this answer, you're a Republican, that sort of thing. That's how the media looks at this. That's how the left looks at this. And so we had a congressman yesterday who wasn't pleased with the people who had been called to testify, not because of the things that they were saying, no, 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 but because of the fact that they were, uh, they were not ethnically, racially diverse enough. That's Al Green. I'll share a soundbite from him lecturing members of, of Congress, which by, the way, which, by the way, if he is accurate on this, it would appear that he's calling his own party racist, which would mean the Democrat Party is racist. So we'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals 
don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to fourpatriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So I mentioned before the break that I wanted to share with you, share with you what Congressman Al Green, represent, uh, Representative Al Green from Texas, right? This is a guy that had been on the impeachment bandwagon uh, since before impeachment was really a thing, or would they, at least they didn't want us to think it was a thing, but he was out there demanding impeachment from pretty much, I mean, the beginning of, of time for President Trump. And so yesterday he takes to the House floor to kind of criticize the the proceedings, but not in ways that you and I probably would. No, that's not the ways at all. He has a problem with the the guests, the 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 witnesses, if you will, these professors. Not because of what they said, not because of their bias, not because of their uh, convoluted ways of articulating how the president violated the Constitution, is worthy of impeachment now, and um, you know, just just that entire process, right? The biased professor who had to walk across the street, she couldn't even walk past Trump International Hotel. That didn't bother him. None of that bothered him. What bothered him instead was the identity of these people. And I want you to hear this. This is, again, Representative Al Green on the floor of the U.S. House yesterday. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, and still I rise with my mnemonic notes in hand. Mr. Speaker, I rise because I love my country, but I also rise today with heartfelt regrets. It hurts my heart, Mr. Speaker, to see the Judiciary Committee hearing experts on the topic of impeachment, one of the seminal issues of this Congress. Hearing experts, Mr. Speaker, and not one person of color among the experts. What subliminal message are we sending to the world when we have experts, but not one person of color? Are we saying that there are no people of color who are experts on this topic of impeachment? What is the message that we're sending? Mr. Speaker, if I am wrong, I will apologize. But if the committee is wrong, if the Congress is wrong, what will it do? Mr. Speaker, people of color for too long have been ignored by one party and taken for granted by the other. Too often, 
This happens. Not always. All right. You get the idea. It goes on for a couple more minutes. I'm not going to not going to play the entire thing for you, but you get the idea. Right? So he's upset. I guess I guess the only thing we can take from that is that the Democrat party is racist. I mean, that's I'm just telling you what he's saying. He's saying that Jerry Nadler, House Judiciary Committee chair, didn't call up any witnesses of of color. They were all a bunch of old white witnesses. And I say old. I, I say old because because back in 2016, the Democrats, of course, always talking about identity politics. They came out and they brought us a candidate, a group of candidates that were four old white guys in a Clinton. I remember talking about this. In fact, we had what Lincoln Chafee, we had Jim Webb, we had the nutty Professor Bernie Sanders, we had my personal favorite, sexy, sexy, sexy Martin O'Malley, and we had Hillary Clinton. Now. The, the Democrats, who the party of identity, right, or the part of, party of, of uh, political identity, of identity politics, that's everything, right? We can't talk about ideas, can't talk about, right, this idea of a colorblind society. No, 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 we got to talk about this incessantly to the point at which, uh, I guess that's part of the, the criteria. But anyway, this is, if, if he's right, if he's wrong, he's going to apologize. <clears throat> and I guess if he's right... Uh, then Jerry Nadler's a racist. That's the only that's the only conclusion I can come to. And again, I'm just telling you, summarizing what he's what he's arguing here. I, of course, think that this is this is a little bit uh, overly sensitive and kind of crazy. But I've got to take a break. Just simply out of time today. Um, when we get back, I'll wrap things up for the week. You're listening to the homework or for the day, not the week. It's Thursday. What am I talking about? For the day, you're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4 slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944. Welcome back. So a couple of quick things here wrapping up for the day. First, first, I've mentioned uh, for the past week or so that tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday, not tomorrow. Don't go tomorrow. No, tomorrow is Friday. I am so messed up on the schedule here. Tomorrow is Friday. Tomorrow, uh, December the 6th, there is a seminar, a workshop, if you will, Heaven in Business. It's at the Mr. Quick offices on 86th Street in Indianapolis. I will be there. Um, Tony, uh, who we spoke with yesterday or earlier in the week, I shared that conversation. Um, he, uh, he will be there tomorrow to share, uh, some ways that you can help 
I guess, bring your your, your faith to work um, and to live out uh, your faith in the workplace. And you can be a business owner. You can be uh, an employee. It doesn't really matter. There's just some practical ways. So that's tomorrow. You can go to heavenandbusiness.com slash events to click on the indie event to learn more. Also, today is the last day of our campaign to kickstart hour two, toddhuffshow.com slash kickstart. I really appreciate those of you who have uh, become members of the conservative Not Bitter Party. There's still time to do that at the deep discount, and I appreciate it very, very much. It'll help us we kickstart our second hour in January. So, guys, I've got to wrap up. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Unfortunately, you cannot predict when you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Get preparedness products you can use now, and that could be a lifesaver later. Visit 4patriots.com slash huff, that's the number 4, patriots with an S, dot com slash huff, and see the current list of specials, but hurry, these deals don't last long. Save money and get peace of mind now by going to 4patriots.com slash huff. We could all use some consistency after the past couple of years, and you can get it with a side of mac and cheese from Gray Brothers Cafeteria. Don't let the new chairs and carpet fool you. It's the same delicious food served with a smile. Head on over to graybroscafeteria.com to see the phone number and email and to order a slice of pie for curbside pickup while you're at it. By the way, my favorite slice is a piece of chocolate. Gray Brothers Cafeteria, consistently delicious since 1944.